Welcome to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and an avid consumer of erotica, and an erstwhile erotica writer, but that's a whole different story. It's mostly fan fiction. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, My best friend and co-host Bex is off this week. They've got a lot of stuff going on in their life right now, and they need, nay, deserve a week off. So this week, it's just me and our special guest who I'll introduce in a moment. I wanted to give a little content note off the top. We talk a little bit about consent in porn and erotica in this interview, so we touch on rape fantasies and sexual coercion. Hope you enjoy this one, folks. I did. I'm here with Joanna Angel, who is truly a legend in the porn industry. Uh, She's amazing. She founded the Burning Angel Empire, has made hundreds of adult films and won dozens of adult industry awards. Um, And now she's she's also an author. Uh, Hey, Joanna, what's up? Hi, how are you? Thanks for um, thanks for having me on. It's a uh, it's very exciting to hear people call me an author. It still doesn't <laughs> it doesn't even feel real, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um. So it it's really great. It's actually something I always wanted to do. So um. Oh yeah. Now, Did you? Now I'm really an author. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. Did yeah, you, thank you. What kind of an author did you want to be? Like, did you always want to write erotica? No, um, there was a while where I really wanted to write poetry. Mm-hmm. Why I ever wanted to do that, I don't really know. But <laughs> <laughs> when I was like in, I think in college, I got like really into writing poetry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did like a lot of open mic nights and stuff like that. Oh, cool. <clears throat> and then my poetry started to sound more like, like prose, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Do people even still use that word anymore? <laughs> yeah. In like uh, nerdy writing circles. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was more like, like kind of just like quirky little short stories, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I think I always really liked writing about sex and relationships, but no, I, I wouldn't have called it erotica, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It was sort of always my way to like deal with the you know, pain and rejection and stuff, you know, you write like kind of witty comical stories about what happened and you can (laughs) turn everything around and make it like it was all like you were right and everyone else was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've I've totally Um, done that. (laughs) Yeah, and I I would write about sex, but I don't know if I would necessarily call it erotica, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But writing erotica came pretty naturally to me because... I watch a lot of people have sex. So all I really had to do was think about any of those situations and just describe the details that already exist visually <laughs> in my brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I would imagine that that is like quite a different type of thing from doing porn though. Cause like when you write erotica, you often have to get into people's like motivations and psychology. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah but- I mean, that's just, that's like writing anything, you yeah, know, like true. writing any kind of story, you have to really get into people's thoughts mm-hmm. um, and, and really write about what's going through their head. Um, and, you know, in the past, whatever, 15 years in porn, I've written a lot of feature length 
feature movies. I mean, I've won awards for plenty of my movies. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people don't take porn scripts very seriously, but they are real scripts and they are real stories. I mean, I've written 40 page scripts before <laughs> and I have writer's block and I go through the same motions that any other quote real writer would go through. <laughs> I hate using that term, but, yeah. but I do, I sit there, I, you know, I, and, and it's, it's even more challenging because you're dealing with a, with a small budget and a lot of times people who aren't who can't memorize a lot of lines. So you're, you have to like write a script with a lot of boundaries in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's funny. Like there are all these like jokes and stereotypes about how, like, why would anyone need to write a porn script? Cause it's just like making a bunch of sex noises and stuff. Yeah. And it it's makes like, me so angry. <laughs> like, people take it for granted. It's like, you know, people are saying stuff. Mm-hmm. People say stuff before they have <laughs> sex and they're, you know, not exactly motivated or excited enough to come up with those lines on their own <laughs> yeah yeah and like why the, it's not their job <laughs> and like you know? to, to be like imaginative and creative in porn is like such an undervalued skill because there's so much porn out there and like to set yourself apart must be so difficult it is no it is difficult and there are times like doing what is standard in porn, I understand why it's standard in porn. You mm-hmm. know, it's sort of the most obvious thing to do. Yeah. And when you don't want to be that standard, it's difficult. You know. Yeah. I'm like, well, what, what, what can I do with two people, and all I have to work with is a couch <laughs> <laughs> and a very limited amount of time. <laughs> What can I do that's going to be exciting <laughs> yeah. that people may not want to fast forward through? Um, <laughs> and that is a challenge. So I think, um, but I, look, I've always been into writing, you mm-hmm. know, I've always loved writing. I always took it really seriously. And it has, it, it's anybody who knew me in college, like in the past couple of days, I've gotten text messages from all of my old college friends. I say old because we're all old now because I was. <laughs> I went to college 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm that old. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, they all wrote me and they're like, finally, you wrote a fucking book. You know, like everybody's been like waiting for this. And every time I'd get together with friends of mine that I knew when I was younger, even in high school, you know, if I ever see them when I go back home, mm-hmm. they're like, you know, my friends were always like disappointed, like not because I did porn. I mean, obviously, pe- some people aren't a fan of that. But, you yeah. know, people would always be like, I can't believe you didn't write a book. You were always the girl that we thought would be, like, an author, mm-hmm. you know? I'm like, I will. Just wait. <laughs> but, Aww, you know, so, so nice. I took a little, a little detour, I guess. Yeah. And uh, now it's happening. And, I, I, you know, yesterday I made the, uh, the bestsellers list. Oh, awesome. Congrats. Yeah, on Amazon, not on the New York Times. But yeah. um, uh, I, I did. I was crying hysterically, like Aww. out of happiness. I, like this is like what something I've always dreamed of, you know? Yeah, that's that's um, amazing. Congratulations! It, it's a great feeling, um, and I'm I'm really I'm really thrilled about it. And uh, I really can't like anyone who's told me now that they've read the book, which is pretty exciting that it's only been out a couple of days and people have already read it. That yeah. means that obviously enjoyed it mm-hmm. I'm just like I've been like attacking them on Twitter like random fans they're like I just finished the book I loved it I'm like tell me every thought please 
tell me every single I want to know every everything you felt and why you felt it and I, I, I don't know so uh, it's very very exciting to me yeah, I get like that about my writing too. I'm like, I want to know exactly what you thought about every single sentence. Every, yeah, <laughs> which part did you like the best? Yeah. You know, it's hard. I, I grew up around, you know, all my friends were always like uh, musicians, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's so easy when you're a musician to be like, what do you think of my song? Like <laughs> uh, somebody listening to a song, it, you can play it in a room full of people and all it takes is three to five minutes of somebody's ear you know people can always give you this immediate feedback right away and Mm -hmm. like you you know and like you could walk into a room full of people and be like everybody here's my song (laughs) what do you you can't do that with a book you know people have to really invest a lot of their time before they tell you anything and it's you know it's a lot to ask of someone and it's a it's a big it's like a big commitment you know yeah and it's it's scary and vulnerable also to like put yourself out there yeah 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 definitely so so tell me about the book because it's a choose your own erotic fantasy which is fascinating and I've never heard of that before so tell me tell me what does that mean and like tell me a little bit about the book Um, okay so the book is about a girl that uh a girl a girl that just graduated college at the age of uh, 22 and majored in English and did not um exactly know what to do with her degree Mm -hmm. the same exact person I was when I graduated (laughs) And she moves back. She moves back to her hometown mm-hmm. uh, after college and finds herself working at a porn store. <laughs> um, I call them porn stores. What do other people call them? Adult shops. I, uh, I don't like know. a sex shop. Uh... <laughs> sex shop. But I feel like when you say sex shop, I think of like the places in Amsterdam that have like prostitutes and stuff. You know, like, <laughs> like a brothel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But, yeah, I always call them porn stores. Maybe that's the wrong term. Um, <laughs> well, I think it depends on, like, whether they're selling mostly porn or, like, mostly sex toys. or Yeah. But typically, you, you know them as the stores that have a mix of everything. They have dildos. Mm-hmm. They have DVDs. And they have whatever. But she finds herself working in, in one of those stores. And it happens to be a store where there's, like, rooms in the back where people either jerk off or have sex in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a handful of those stores that still exist. They're, they're disappearing day by day, mm-hmm. um, but they, they do exist. And uh, the book is called Night Shift because the main character, whose name is Taryn, she works the night shift, like, you know, from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. at the uh, porn store. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the different adventures in the book are just about all the different customers that come into the store and you can kind of pick and choose which people you want to follow uh so it's very fun you know (laughs) and uh uh yeah so it's the and uh, i tried to make all the different paths in the book are very different with very different characters and very different kinds of sex Mm -hmm. Uh, so i tried to uh really get a good variety in here yeah uh, yeah i think that that is a really really cool idea because like my problem often with erotica is like I feel like I have to really line up with the author's particular fantasies and interests and kinks and fetishes or else I'm just gonna lose interest um Uh, so it's really cool to be able to like pursue the path that like actually turns you on it's really unique yeah 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 I really I really had a lot of a lot of fun with this one and I really I really tried to step outside my comfort zone, you know, like I didn't just want to write about what turned me on. I wanted to 
invent characters that were different from me and really get inside their head and get inside their thoughts and like and 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 figure out what turned them on Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah Um, like I'm writing fiction I'm not writing a memoir I don't want to and, and I try to do that when I'm writing screenplays, too. I think I, I actually remember in school the biggest mistake that people tend to make when they're writing screenplays or scripts is that you have a bunch of different characters that all start to sound the same because you're one person writing a voice for many people. Right. And that's that was what when I did like workshops and stuff, that was something that the workshop teachers would always point out. That was sort of like the the easiest mistake to make is like, you know, writers, we all tend to be a little bit, like, narcissistic, you know? Mm-hmm. We're all kind of stuck in our own heads. That's what <laughs> makes us who we are, Yeah. you know? Um, so it's very easy to write a screenplay where you have five different characters, and just because they're different sexes, or they are di- they came from different places, or they're different ages, they can still start to all sound the same, Yeah. you know? So I really... Um, tried not to do that and I made all the different characters vastly different from one another um that spoke differently that have that different backgrounds Mm -hmm. um you know obviously the main character has more similarities to me Mm -hmm. because it's easy which obviously I think anybody who's writing picking a main character in a book usually does that especially for their first novel she had a lot of similarities to me and who I was uh when I first graduated from college. Yeah. And that, it's really annoying me because a few of the reviewers are like, the main character's innocence is like a little bit far off. Like, like nobody's <laughs> that innocent. I'm like, no, I was that innocent. Like, <laughs> I really was. Nobody yeah. believes, you know? Uh, I really was that confused and shocked and almost scared of sex, you know? Yeah. And uh, so it was very easy for me to, to write about that. Um, it's it's weird that they're that they're saying it's like unrealistic for a, an erotica protagonist to be super innocent when we have like Anastasia Steele in Fifty Shades of Grey who is like the yeah. archetype of that. Like, why are people still shocked that that is a thing that happens in erotica? <laughs> I know. I mean, and that's I think that's exciting because yeah. you get to learn about these things as the main characters learning learning about them. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, uh, when when you're writing about like kinks uh or like sexual interests or whatever that are not your particular sexual interests like how do you get in those people's heads like do you do research on those kinks do you like talk to people you know or like maybe you just like you know enough about it from from your time in the industry I think the the one character in the book that seems to be everybody's favorite character which excites me the most Mm -hmm. from the little feedback I've gotten in the past you know week or so Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, there's a cross-dressing character, mm-hmm. uh, and he, a cross-dresser, he, and he's, a like a trucker, you know? <laughs> okay. So not, I mean, I've had a few friends in the cross-dressing community, mm-hmm. you know, more friends actually in the drag queen community, and they're actually different communities, but yeah. they, they have a lot of similarities. Um, but, uh, but in this particular book, the, it was a, a lumberjack guy, so he was a, older like mid 40s trucker mm-hmm. a big burly guy that had a of you know a, a love i don't even want to call it a fetish like a real passion for wearing lingerie and um dressing like a woman sometimes mm-hmm. you know yeah and this like woman alter ego of his was really important um and um God, I did so much research on that one. First of all, you know, it's a sensitive topic. I didn't want to like, I didn't want to offend anyone. I wanted right. to treat 
I wanted to treat it not like a fetish. I wanted to treat this like a real beautiful love story, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so not only did I have to do a lot of research on cross-dressers, which was pretty easy for me, because I, like I said, I have friends in that community. I actually, I talked to a, a, a girlfriend of mine, and she is, well, she's not a cross-dresser. She had dated someone else who was. Mm-hmm. So she told me some of the different things they did together and um, stuff like that. So that was definitely helpful. Uh, but beyond that, I had to do a lot of research on truckers. I'm like a girl <laughs> from northern New Jersey and grew up kind of upper middle class. Like I know nothing <laughs> about truckers. <laughs> so I was like, at, I, I have a friend whose dad was a trucker. So I was asking him a million questions. I started just looking up literally. I'm not joking. I was looking up like Yelp reviews of like different <laughs> truck stops from that came from the point of view of truckers because there's a whole sex scene that happens in a truck stop so I had to like figure out like what like okay well what is a nice truck stop and what's a (laughs) shitty truck stop let me figure it out what what like level of truck stop they're going to I was looking at photos of different trucks and reading descriptions about them like I was like doing research on different seasons where like truckers are busier and less busy and how many, how much they make a year. Like I was like doing so much research to really understand what this character did, you know? Yeah. Um, And it took me down a very interesting hole between having a window open on my computer. That was an entire like blog slash message board for cross dressers (laughs) to an entire like, you know, research on trucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did the best I could. And fortunately, if anyone wants to say it's far-fetched, then I can be like, well, it's fiction, which <laughs> is the great thing about writing fiction is nobody can call you out on facts. But I really did the best I could to try to make this, you know, the most believable story. And while I did this research, you know, I, I had fun. I learned about new people, you know, like I'm, I'm definitely... Like, between all the people I meet in the porn industry and, I don't know, like, like you know, sometimes you, you start to find yourself always sort of associating with the same types of people. So yeah. it was cool to step outside that box. And I, I wanted to do that with this book. I'm like, you know, I'm not writing a memoir. This is not a story about my life. I need to really write about different people mm-hmm. and, you know... And who uh, and what turns them on? And I, I really did enjoy doing that. Yeah, I, I love that about sex writing too. Is like when you write about kinks and interests that are not your own or different types of people than you are. It really yeah. increases your capacity for empathy because, like, you learn that, like, even if these people are really different from you in all these ways, like at their core, they have a lot of the same things in common with you. Like, they have a lot of the same fears and hangups and and day to day struggles. And it's just it really increases your capacity to be like, oh, everyone actually is like me in some way, and I can understand everyone a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was fun. <laughs> I really, uh, I love doing it. It felt it. it Writing fiction, I think, is a really good exercise for writers to do. Because I really, I mean, I write, I guess the closest thing I've written to fiction has been all the scripts that I've written over the years. Um, But, um, you know, everything I've written has been, you know, I've I've always been assigned to sort of write about my experience in the porn industry doing X, you know. (laughs) Right. Um, Which I could, you know, which everybody just wants to know about. So I, I really did. I think writing fiction is just like a very healthy um, 
thing for writers to do because you you have to step outside yourself Mm -hmm. you have to put yourself in other people's shoes Mm -hmm. and um and it it feels like you go on a weird vacation like I got really (laughs) attached to these characters and I would sit and write and I felt like I was just really going into their world you know yeah Um, it's a fun thing to do I was scared (laughs) of it at first because I had always assumed my first book was going to be a memoir and -hmm. I feel like I've been like mentally preparing for that memoir for so long I have like a whole bunch of thoughts written down. I always keep a journal, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I feel like I was like, yeah, I'm ready for that. I, I know what to say mm-hmm. about my past, whatever amount of years and born. And then when I was approached with the option to do fiction, there was a part of me that wanted to turn it down. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, no, I, I can't do that. And then I was like, what am I thinking? Like I'm being <laughs> asked to write a fucking book. I'm going to do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's is yeah. the uh, is the crossdresser trucker your favorite storyline, or do you have a different um, favorite? Look, I I, I I love them all, and I, and you know, af, I I think I um, when I was writing that one, I did start to get really attached to it, and so I had to make sure that when I was writing the other ones, it, I don't want the book to be like one story and everything else is just fluff. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lesbian story, and that's like it gets like really psychotic, and I really like it. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I don't know. I like all the stories. Mm -hmm. I really like all of them and I really like all the characters. Um, I think the Billy story is probably the most, uh, emotional, Mm -hmm. the most touching, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so. Good. It's it's great to love all your characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I definitely made sure of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I try to include a lot of different kinds of sex. And there's one part of the book that I do really like, and I'm actually nervous that a lot of people aren't going to read it because it's all about, and really that that one path, I guess they're paths. They're not really chapters. They're different mm-hmm. paths of the book. And there's one path that really most of the, all of it, I guess, all of the sex quote in that path mm-hmm. is masturbation. So I oh, think it's cool. important to write about masturbation, you know? Yeah. And it was for me too after writing almost 200 pages of graphic sex scenes, you know, I wanted to like, I don't know, have one that like just talks about different kinds of masturbation. And, um, but of course to get to that path, you know, there's like a choice mm-hmm. to getting to the different paths. There's always a choice. So like, um, there's like a choice at some point where it's like to hear about Taryn's the main character's name to hear about Taryn, like going home with this person, like go to this page and for the, ne- and then it's like, or for Taryn to, go home by yourself, go to this one. I'm like, man, no one's going to want to read her going <laughs> home by herself. But it gets really dirty, but just dirty <laughs> by herself. And it's it's exciting because yeah. she really grows as a person through, like, masturbating and learning more about her body and having these really crazy orgasms, but just by herself. And I'm like, I'm like I hope everybody still reads it because I worked hard on that part. But I'm like, <laughs> I think everyone's going to read that part last because who the hell is going to want to go <laughs> – follow the path where she's alone you know (laughs) I mean maybe if they're feeling shy or introverted maybe that's what they'll want to yeah (laughs) I think that's really nice though because I think like like especially like working in the sex industry as well like there I feel like there's so much pressure to like constantly be having sex and to have this wild sex life all the time and sometimes like masturbation gets lost in the shuffle where it feels like well why would you bother with that if you if you don't have to but it can be so like magical and transformative and uplifting and nourishing and so important I I really wish I masturbated like earlier in life Mm -hmm. you know I think after I started masturbating it, it like changed 
it changed me as yeah. a person. I felt so much stronger, so much more confident. It was like one of those things. I was like, why didn't I do that earlier? <laughs> All those nights I was sitting like home alone in high school, like crying <laughs> or like confused or like feeling left out because some guy or, or some girl like that I have a crush on like didn't like me back. It's like, I should have been masturbating. What's wrong with me? <laughs> would have solved everything, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and it, uh, it makes sex better too. Like when you do start it having does. it. it totally yeah. does. I mean, the first, you know, couple years of orgasms that I had, like kind of like had to be almost given to me by someone else. Mm. And that puts you in this very vulnerable position and I don't think it's vulnerable in a good way, you know? Yeah. It was like this weird thing where I was like, oh, I'm so addicted to these orgasms. Mm-hmm. And I can't get one unless I find someone to give one to me. You know, right. that's almost like kind of what it became. Yeah. You know? Like you have to like earn it kind of. You have to like be smooth enough with your flirting in order to get this orgasm thing you want, you right, know? I mean, right. it's kind of a way to look at it but like I am a writer and I look into things in strange ways but uh, (laughs) I I just imagine thinking back there like in that time in my life like if I would have been masturbating it would have been so much better yeah like yeah you you get to you get to make uh, more like considered decisions when you're not fueled by that need to have an orgasm like like you might not like sleep with someone who's like maybe bad for you or doesn't treat you well because like you know that you don't need them as much which is nice yeah, exactly, exactly. I really think the first time I ever masturbated was in porn, like on a, like a webcam show. Oh, interesting. And I just remember being like, oh, wow, I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> I should do that, like, at home. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not doing that? <laughs> that, is, that is so cool. What was that like? I'm really curious about, like, to have never masturbated before and then to do it in front of people like did did it actually feel good like did it do stuff no it really did it was great um (laughs) I loved it you know and uh and it it was it wasn't like it was difficult for me you know Mm -hmm. and I think I I definitely like kind of masturbated during sex like with people you Mm -hmm. know you learn your body like you know Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah I think it was the first time I really just did it like alone and (laughs) I was like oh wow that's a that's a really good idea (laughs) I'm really glad lives. I had to do this today. <laughs> yeah. so anyway, sorry, thing... went on a funny tangent. No, no, I'm always happy to talk about masturbation. Yeah. Uh, but so... read the masturbation path if you're reading yeah. the book, okay? Don't yeah. leave it out. It's it's, it's hot, I promise. <laughs> I, I like to talk to erotica writers about, uh, like, consent and, like, negotiation and stuff in erotica because like I feel like there's a debate about whether people who write erotica or even people who make porn like whether they have a moral responsibility to show like enthusiastic consent in their stories or like is that type of media escapism where like anything goes I'm curious if you have thoughts on that um yeah I don't I guess it's not really something I think of because, I, I mean, I'm writing like, you know, love stories practically. So mm-hmm. that the issue of anyone not consenting is not, not even thought of. Right. You know, right. <laughs> like you're really waiting for these people to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that probably is more of an issue when 
and more like necessary when you do make like really hard if you're writing like really hardcore kind of BDSM type mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, which I did not. I didn't. I mean, there's it's a little bit in this novel, but it's so like. Also, this novel is really based on like a lot of the sex like happens in these like jerk off rooms. So it's mm-hmm. like people have to go to the register and be like, <laughs> I would like to go to this room. Like it's kind of like. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how much more, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, in porn, and I I don't even like to call it consent. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I don't I don't do rape fantasy porn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I've done very I've done some bondage, but it's so like not hardcore compared to the really to, compared to the companies that specialize in that. Mm-hmm. You know. So I've just always been, before I even, like, everybody was talking about the word consent, like, it's always just been important to me to show a woman having fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know, it's kind of the point of me (laughs) making porn. So um, if I would come across a girl that really, really loved, like, rough sex, and that's what she wanted, and that's what the type of scene it seemed like we were doing and she wanted a lot of like choking and spitting and name calling. I'd always just kind of tell the girl, I'm like, all right, I know you love this, but somebody watching this might think you don't, or somebody watching this might think that they're supposed to mimic this right? with someone, you know? So, so what I would always do in those scenes, like if I felt like it was getting too rough with like, you know, whatever, um, Mm -hmm. I would always say, can you just please say, choke me or hit me harder or something just to kind of give a heads up to the viewer. This is what I want, you know? Um, so I, I try to do these things in, in subtle ways that don't interrupt the flow, you know? I mean, a lot of the quote, like consent talk, I mean, that happens before the sex even starts. And I, mm-hmm. I don't film that stuff because I don't think the audience needs to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really do like fantasies. And I don't think that they need to see the two people who are in the scene talking about their likes and dislikes, <laughs> you know, for the scene. That's sort of like shop talk that I just don't think that viewers need to see. Nor do I, I think that a lot of people want to be filmed during that. That's sort of like, you know, that's their private time to right. discuss you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, makes um, sense. I I wanted to ask you more about erotica. Um do you do you read much erotica? Like what what do you like in that genre? You know, I, I don't actually read very much of it. I, I tried to read read a lot before I started this book mm-hmm. just to get you know, like I was reading one of the collections that uh, Rachel Kramer Brussel. I love her. Yeah, she's great. And I figured if I'm going to read, you know, she also has books published by Cleese. Mm-hmm. So um, they sent me a bunch of her stuff and I was like, okay, if she's like the best at this, so let's, let's read hers. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and I think like, like um, I've read a lot of like, you know, the, all the biographies by all the porn stars. I mean, I love Asa Akira as a writer, I mean, as, and as a human and as a person, yeah. but, um, <laughs> you know, um, and, and those, like, when you're writing a biography about porn, you know, when you're describing your days on set, it gets kind of erotic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I guess I guess I don't read like a ton of erotica, but I've always really liked I like I like love stories and I like yeah. stories about people, really. I, I really do I've always kind of I, I've I've always read a lot of biographies, even when, you know, on my off time, I've always enjoyed memoirs and biographies because I just I like to know about people and within mm-hmm. those biographies and memoirs their dating life and their love life is always a very big part, you know? Yeah. I, I love that like psychology stuff when I read erotica too. Like I'm, I'm almost less interested in the actual physical sex and more in like, how, like what makes these people tick and like, why do they want this and why do they find this hot? And like, how do they feel yeah. about each other? I, I found uh, some kind of erotica. I don't know uh, how to write erotica. I don't know. I, I, when I was, before I was writing the book, I was trying to do research wherever I could. And I remember, I don't, I don't remember who wrote it. It was on like a, a blog or a message board somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, um, someone's like, you know, why the people are having sex and how it happened is always more important, you know, (laughs) than the actual sex there. I mean, there really is only so many ways you can describe sex. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's true. You know, you're going to wind up using the same words that everybody else uses. Mm -hmm. When I first embarked on this, I was like, I'm going to be different. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to find different ways to describe sex. And then like after your second or third sex scene that you're writing, you're like, okay, I have to use the term like wet, like my pussy is wet or my vagina is wet, climax, shaking, earth shattering. Like you're going to use these words. There's no way around it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Finishing, ejaculating, coming, you know, like, like, <laughs> He inserted his this into her that like it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, but but thinking making a really uh, unique situation for these people to get to that typical sex. Yeah. You know, really helps. And you know, you I think that's that's always like the most exciting part of sex <laughs> is, is how you get there. I mean, that's yeah. where the story is. If you're, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's what's uh. That's what's exciting, you yeah. know, and that's, that's what can really turn you on is like you're on the edge of your seat just waiting for for the explosion to happen. <laughs> yep, totally. That's that's definitely like what sticks in my head afterward. Exactly. Do you yeah. have like um, you, you talked about words and it made me think about how there are like so many words that like sex words that I find really gross and repellent and that can just like really take oh, yeah. me out of the moment. Do you have like words that you hate or that you like refuse to I, use? <laughs> I will not use the word cunt. I don't like it. Okay. I Interesting. It. I won't use it to even to describe a person I don't. If I use that word, that means I hate someone so much. <laughs> it's so rare. I just don't like it. I think it's offensive. Mm. I don't remember if I wound up using it or not. Maybe in a moment of weakness, I was like, <laughs> all right, let's put it in here. But I really don't think I used it. I don't mm-hmm. think I did. Someone can call me out if I did, like, you know, because um, I don't remember every single word that I use, but I, I don't like that word. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, like, the goofy words. Like, I would never use the word, like, knockers to describe. <laughs> t- <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or I don't like the word twat either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gross, you know. I I mean, a lot of the standard words, they work, you know, yeah. penis and cock. Yeah. I, what, what penis cock and dick like what other words do you really need you know vagina <laughs> i don't even really like to use the word vagina mm-hmm. it sounds so clinical yeah i'd much rather use the word pussy but sometimes vagina just makes more sense yeah yeah i'm a big fan of the word cock i don't know <laughs> it's just a yeah classic. cock is a great word <laughs> it sounds it just sounds like 
Like, that's what it should be. Penis yeah. is such a weird word. It is. It's kind of adorable, but not sexy yeah. to me. Yeah. I like <laughs> the word cock. Yeah. I think I've, I definitely use that word cock a lot. I probably yeah. use it almost every time I had to use the word penis. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm curious about, um, you've worked in this industry for so long. You've done so much porn. Um, you wrote about these like erotic fantasies. I'm wondering if there's like a fantasy you have that you have yet to enact or have you done it all? I don't know. You know, I mean, I think there's just like, um, different people that I haven't done things yet with yet with yet that I'd like to get around to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. There's like something I really want to make happen. You know, but people are very surprised. And um, it it is something I plan to do one day, but I've never, uh, I've never had sex. Like I've never used a strap on, on a guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. One of these days I should really (laughs) do that. People ask me for it all the time too. Yeah, I would imagine. I just never, I've never done it. Hmm. Um, So one day I will. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was very surprised by how much I how much I liked that when I did it for the first time. I was like, I really was not expecting to get anything out of it personally. But I yeah, I was way more into it than I thought I would be. Yeah, I, you know, a long time ago, one guy I was like having sex with asked me to do it. I, I look back on that. I'm like, I should have said yes. Why did I say no? <laughs> I should have done it. Then I'd have that experience. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of an intimidating thing. It's it's uh, it's a yeah. lot of responsibility, and I had like some weird gender feelings about it. Where I was like, I'm very like cis femme. Like I don't want to have a dick. Like that feels strange yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. I I've just... always spent a lot of my life trying to be like more feminine. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, I feel like literally in the past two years, I finally figured out how to do my own makeup. And, like, <laughs> I've, like, gotten better at it. I mean, in the I feel like if I never did porn, I would have just never, you know, it's helped. It, it Being porn and working as a stripper has, like, really helped me, like, learn, like, like what kind of soaps you wash your vagina with. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, getting your nails done and, like, I don't know, shit like that. But it, when I was younger, I, like... Um, I don't know. I, I had a lot of, uh, like, issues with always having excessive amounts of, like, hair on my face. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, having to deal with getting, like, my mustache waxed and stuff like that and, like, having a unibrow. And that's, like, very um, can be very annoying when you're in sixth grade and, like, everybody wants to pick on you about it. Right. Um, so I think doing something to purposefully make myself more like masculine it, i i understand what you're saying you know you're like oh no i want to like try to be more you know so it, it, it. yeah the, the way i dealt with it that made me feel better was i like my harness is pink leather and then my like strap on dick that i used is like pink glitter silicone and it, it just was like so over the top feminine that i was like yeah. there's no way i can feel weird about this <laughs> yeah, yeah i do think it's hot i love um I love watching women with strap-ons and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I've used a strap-on with women, but just, just never with a man. Never. Yeah. I still got time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
Uh, I'm thinking about this because I'm getting a new tattoo recently. This is like completely oh. random and like un- unrelated to what we've been talking about. But like your company, Burning Angel, is known in part for highlighting performers who have a lot of tattoos and like you have a lot of them. I'm wondering, is is it like a sexy or like kinky experience for you when you get tattooed? Oh, uh, no. just like painful i've met people that get turned on when they're getting tattooed and i'm like i am not turned on at all (laughs) oh that's so interesting because it's so much a part of your like sexual image yeah i think tattoos are sexy obviously i think i think tattoos make everybody better looking like every (laughs) time someone's like should i get a tattoo i'm like yes (laughs) especially men you know Mm -hmm. I think a guy can go from like really I think a guy can go up like a good 10 notches in in like looks from like not having tattoos to have (laughs) tattoos you know interesting yeah I definitely do um but women too you know Mm -hmm. like I've definitely met girls where I'm like meh you know they're okay and then like a couple years later they have like a new hairstyle and a bunch of tattoos and like they I just think it's really sexy I mean Mm -hmm. obviously some people get really shitty tattoos and that doesn't really do very much. But um, uh, I think tattoos are sexy, but no, they, they hurt. I'd love to say they don't. They hurt a lot. And they actually, they, the more you get, the more it hurts. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think you're not, you don't have that same like adrenaline. Mm. I've heard a bunch of different theories on it, but it's definitely true. Everyone I know that's covered in tattoos, like you meet these like big, you know, tattoo artists that like barely have any space left and they like cry when they get tattooed. (laughs) I've seen it. And every time I talk to someone who has like lots and lots of tattoos, they're always like, Oh, it fucking hurts. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. And then you talk to like girls that have like the one teeny tiny tattoo and they're always the ones to be like, Oh my God, it didn't hurt at all. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like it felt so good. It's like your tattoo is like the size of a dime. (laughs) Oh, that's that's daunting because I'm a, I'm getting my fourth one soon. So like maybe the pain is gonna get progressively worse. Interesting. <laughs> Where are you getting it? You know, a lot of times it's who does it though too. Yeah, true. It really is because I've gotten tattooed in spots that were supposed to be really really painful, and they didn't hurt because you know some artists are just really heavy handed and some are very light. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, there, some artists, like, no matter where I'm getting tattooed, even if it's supposed to uh, usually a spot that isn't painful, it's just their particular hand, like, hurts so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah where, where are you going to get it? I'm getting it on my upper arm, which is a little scary because it's, like, the most visible of any of the ones that I have. <laughs> but just go I want it. Yeah. Go the elbow. Just do it. Yeah. You feel so good. You know, after I, got, I waited so long to get my hands tattooed, I didn't even do it till like a few years ago. And then mm-hmm. after I did, I'm like, why did I wait so long? <laughs> I wish I could go back in time and have had a hand tattoo for every photo I ever took. It looks so hot. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like that about my my like tattoos on my thighs because I love them so much. They're like these pretty pink bows. And when I go back and look at pictures of like my butt and stuff, I'm like, that doesn't look like my butt. And also, I don't like yeah, it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I wish I could just, you know, so... Just, just do it. But don't be, don't be scared. We live in an age too. It's there's like so. I mean, unless you like, there's so few jobs that discourage tattoos these days. It doesn't even matter, you know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but, oh wow, I, I'm so stoked. I just got a tattooing pep talk from Joanna Angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get it, get it big. Yeah. When the artist makes it, you know, just get it even bigger than you thought you were gonna get it. Cause I don't know. 
you're already spending the time sitting there. Just fill up more of your arm. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. I'm so it's excited. It's already going to be visible. You may as well make it really visible. Yeah, it's true. Go big or go home. Totally. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Thank you but for that. But you'll be fine. The Thank arm you. really, unless it's a really painful arm. The, the arm is not very painful. Most yeah. areas, it's pretty, pretty easy. The thighs actually hurt a lot more. So. Yeah, the thighs were brutal, but I found actually like being a kinky perv helped me a lot with that because like I already had this experience of like receiving a lot of pain in that area and knowing how to deal with that like through like breathing, and, like mental focus and stuff. So it yeah. really got me. Yeah, no, it is it. true. It is true. You kind of like pretend. Yeah, <laughs> be like, oh no, this is not a tattoo. This is just rough sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go somewhere else in my brain. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> No, the thighs hurt me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, it was intense. <laughs> yeah, so, so the arms should be way easier. Yeah. Uh, so before we wrap up, um, do you do you have anything to share about, like, what's next for you? Like, what are you working on next? Oh, God, I mean, I'm promoting this book, you know, yeah. so I've got a book tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I just came out, I did come out with a whiskey. I don't know how many oh. people know that. <laughs> That's it's amazing. called Dooms. Yeah, if you go to doomswhiskey.com, you can uh, you can get it. It ships to almost everywhere in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been pretty cool entering the world of alcohol. But um, always just look on burningangel.com. I mean, people think like, oh, now that you wrote a book, are you like done making porn? I'm like, yeah, that website's not going to update itself. Like, I'm still <laughs> going to keep making. I mean, I do two movies. Not, not that I'm in. Sometimes I'm in them, sometimes I'm not. But I, I produce two movies a month, so that's like 10 sex scenes. Wow. Um, and I have been consistently for years, no matter what's been going on. So Yeah, that's I'm, amazing. I'm, unless I get one of those Fifty Shades of Grey movie deals, I, I will be continuing to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, so, uh, that's BurningAngel.com. The book yeah, is called Night Shift. Um, do you want to mm-hmm. share anything else about where people can find you online yeah. or where they can find stuff about the book? Yeah, yeah. So if you want to, if you want to buy the book, it is on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Just look up Night Shift by Joanna Angel. There's a lot of other books called Night Shift. <laughs> Make sure you get one by me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can get the other ones too, but you know, mm-hmm. get mine. And um, yeah, just, uh, follow me on Twitter. My name on Twitter and Instagram is just Joanna Angel. So I'm easy to find. Awesome. And uh, both of my accounts are verified, so just look for Joanna Angel with a little, <laughs> a little V, and that's mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so fancy. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for joining me, Joanna. This has been so much fun, and best of luck with the book tour and with all the porn you're making. So much porn. <laughs> yes, so much porn. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks so much to Joanna Angel for joining me for this episode of The Dildorks. I have been Kate Sloan. You can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net and the rest of my writing at katewritesaboutsex.com. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. Normally, I'm joined here by my co-host, Bex. Uh, They are out this week, but you can find them online, as always, at bextalksex.com and on Twitter and Instagram at bextalksex.com. 
Together, we're The Dildorks. You can find us at thedildorks.com. You can search us in your favorite podcast app at The Dildorks. You can email us, thedildorks at gmail.com. We're always open to questions from listeners that we might answer on the show. And you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thedildorks, which gets you cool perks in exchange for helping us get paid to do this thing that we're doing, which is really a nice feeling for everybody involved. So thank you for your support there. Um, this weekend, we will be at the Playground Conference here in Toronto. We are both speaking on the opening plenary about storytelling as personal activism, something like that. Uh, you can check it out on the website at playgroundconf.com. Uh, we're also doing a live recording of our show, which is super exciting. So you get to hear that in the next couple weeks at some point, I think. Uh, I want to say thank you to Protodome for letting us use his song, I Want You in My Bedroom, as our theme song. And thank you to Amy, who did our logo for us. She is at Starboots underscore on Twitter. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Normally I'm joined here, <clears throat> why am I so bad at this podcast? <clears throat> Normally I'm joined here by my co-host guest. <laughs> nope, their name is not guest. Fuck. <clears throat>